You are listening to Announce, Season 2, Episode 49, A Very Talented Dog. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I've got a really fun little story about a boy and his dog. You'll find it a bit different than other boy and his dog stories, but this dog was supposed to be a hunting retriever, meant to swim out into the cold waters of a pond and retrieve ducks. But at this task, he became pretty much useless. During the Great Depression, the boy lived on a small farm with his family. They were left to scrape by and make do as best they could with very little money. Oh, they had enough. Life was good. They had the land. They had each other. They had their help. On this boy's birthday, his father managed to trade and barter to get his son a special birthday gift. Something the 12-year-old had been pining for for years. A puppy. But not just any puppy. Not just another mutt. This puppy was a very special chocolate-colored Labrador retriever. When the dog was presented, the little man was almost in tears, but he was able, with great effort, to fight back the tears so his little sisters wouldn't tease him. The boy was so excited to have a companion and to have another way to help to contribute to the family. You see, this dog grew not only to be a best and loyal friend, but also helped to provide meat to the family table. As soon as the dog was old enough, the boy began to train him to retrieve. At first, the boy was just throwing a stick a few feet and getting the dog to bring it back. When the dog got that down perfectly, he threw it further, then into the water or into the brush. And the dog loved this game. The dog was flawless and relentless at retrieving and returning to the boy any stick he tossed. The dog and the boy worked together in every spare hour they had, and they loved the game. And it came time to take the next steps to move on from the game to the serious work of retrieving game. The dog excelled, and the boy was so pleased. The dog was now not only a trusted and loved companion, but also a contributing member of the family. The dog loved what he did. The boy figured that he had the best retriever in the whole country. On the first day of duck season, the boy and the dog went out to the pond before dawn to await the arrival of migrating ducks. The light slowly increased as the sun began to rise, and in the dim sky, the V-shape of ducks in flight began to appear. As the flock drew closer, the boy took aim and fired. One duck fell to the surface of the water as the others beat a hasty retreat to a safer pond. The dog was up alert, shaking, waiting for the command from the boy to fetch. Then command came, fetch. The dog sprang out into the water, and this is where it gets a little weird. The dog ran across the surface of the water, grabbed the duck, and ran back, dropping the prey in the boy's hands. The boy was aghast, gobsmacked, amazed. He was left for a moment wondering if someone had slipped something into his morning oatmeal. But there he was, duck in hand, standing with his jaw agape, 
looking at a perfectly dry chocolate Labrador. The boy kept his head about him, and together the boy and the dog repeated the scenario twice more. Three shots in total, three ducks, and a dry, happy dog. There had never been such an amazing retriever in the history of, well, in the history of ever. The boy did his best to keep his cool. He took the ducks to his mother to be prepared for dinner that evening, and then he ran to the neighbors to invite him to hunt the next morning. The neighbor was a man who was always bragging about having the best, knowing the most, and doing everything better than anyone else. And the boy knew his neighbor fancied himself as quite the hunter. The invitation was accepted, but the boy kept the secret about his truly amazing dog to himself. The next morning, the boy, the dog, and the neighbor were at the pond before the sun began to rise. The light slowly began to increase. A few V-shaped flights of ducks became visible in the dim morning sky. One formation of ducks began to zero in on the pond, and the hunters waited until just the right moment. The boy and his neighbor took their shots almost simultaneously. Two ducks dropped to the surface of the water as the others flapped quickly away. The dog stood motionless, fixed upon his targets out on the water. Fetch, said the boy. And just like the day before, the dog sprung out over the cold water of the pond, running across its surface, swiftly to retrieve both ducks, and in almost no time the dog returned them to the boy. Good dog, said the boy to the completely dry dog. The boy, bursting with pride and smiling ear to ear, handed the neighbor his duck and said, Pretty amazing dog, huh? To which the neighbor dully replied, Well, I saw it, but I wasn't going to say anything, because it don't seem like much of a retriever to me. Appears to me that dog can't swim. A retriever ain't no good at all if it can't swim. The boy gulped in disbelief as the neighbor pointed out a perceived flaw in the dog, without seeming to comprehend the miracle he had just seen with his own eyes. So here's the ounce. So many times something new and seemingly miraculous has been introduced to the world, and many just haven't got the eyes to understand what they see. Many will downplay the advances and accomplishments of others. Maybe they're jealous, foolish, afraid, or just blind to the miracle. As you improve, improvise, and grow, as you come up with a great idea or recognize a new and brilliant use of an old tool for a new purpose, don't be discouraged by the ones who can't or won't share your vision. Remember that in 1932, Albert Einstein predicted that nuclear energy was impossible. In 1943, Thomas Watson, chairman of IBM, said, I think there's a world market for maybe five computers. And Napoleon Bonaparte said, How, sir, would you make a ship sail against the wind and currents by lighting a bonfire under the deck? I pray you, excuse me, I have not the time to listen to such nonsense. This is what he said when he heard of Robert Fulton's steamboat. If you've got an idea for a better mousetrap, make it. If it really is, the customers will flock to you. And when you find someone else that has made a better mousetrap, be cautious not to dismiss it because you don't understand. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. On our next episode, we'll take a brief look at the life of someone who loved the violin. 
and did a whole lot more you might not have heard about. Listen in and see if you can figure out who it is before I tell you. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. Come on, Tish, let's get a puppy. No. Ah, please. I just want to have a little puppy to play fetch with. Nope. Come on, please. No, 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 no. Jim, if you want to play fetch, go over to Jackson's and play with Rigby. She loves to play fetch. Okay. Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.